Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Hey, saints. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. I hope this day finds you well. Today is Saturday, February the 12th. Yes, we are coming to a close of this epic series from what I'm hearing. Um, this episode in particular, which is episode number 10, will be short. Because next week, when we close this series out, it's going to be long. It may be an hour and a half because I'm going to summarize this entire series and include information I haven't shared because I withheld some information just to shorten the series. But I'm going to add it into what I call a summary. Okay, and that will be next Saturday. So. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, I advise you to go all the way back to episode one and, and listen to each one so that you can catch up because it is information that's factual. It is Bible truth and you need to know some of the signs of the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So guys, with that said, let's get this truth on the road. So, um, the last episode, episode nine, we ended talking about, um, there was one, uh, thing in particular, or shall I say one prophecy in particular that our Lord and savior talked about. He talked about many, but there was one in particular we really need to focus on. And Jesus said, once we see this sign, then the end will come. And you know what? We are witnessing the fulfillment of this sign right now, today. We are going to talk about the gospel being preached to all nations. Oh, hallelujah. This is going to be a short episode, but it's going to be very powerful because we will focus on what our Lord and Savior said in reference to the gospel being preached throughout all nations, meaning the entire world, and then the end will come. So for much of human history, a book took many weeks or months to copy by hand and the cost to buy one, it was enormous, but it didn't matter anyway, because most people were illiterate. And I don't say that in a, a negative uh, sense, but most people back in the biblical days were illiterate. But today, billions are literate and books spread like wildflower at, at minimum cost. They are very affordable. So for an example, 
In all likelihood, you probably read uh, stories today on an ebook device. I know I do. I have several of them, at least four. And the cost to buy it, it's, it's less than half of what it will cost as a paperback. And believe it or not, that's expensive. And that's where we are headed today. We are headed in a time when information will be abundant and affordable for everyone, not just those in the Western world. So the point I'm trying to make is that to point out how dramatically different our world is today as opposed to the biblical days. It hasn't always been this way, saints. And the recent explosion in communication technology is enabling the fulfillment of one of the primary signs of the second coming. It's a sign that's moving toward fulfillment right before our very eyes. It's the spread of the gospel to the furthest corners of the earth. Nearly 2,000 years ago, the disciples asked Jesus to reveal the signs of his coming and the end of the age. In other words, when will his kingdom arrive? And when will our suffering under the injustice of worldly government end? My Lord, I cannot wait. And this was back in Matthew 24, 14. You need to have this written in your heart. Jesus described many signs to look for. But among them, he said this, and the gospel will be preached throughout the entire world so that every nation will hear it. And then the end will come. I want y'all to focus on that. Jesus said, and then the end will come. So do you think we're getting close to that day right now? The Bible is available in thousands of languages. I have them, saints. They are available. The gospel, I mean, the gospel and Bibles are available on ebooks, satellite broadcasts, Christian programming throughout the world. And every day, missionaries carry the gospel to people who have never heard it before. Yet, we are still not quite there. However, that day will come. According to the Bible, it will come during the Great Tribulation. The book of Revelation claims that every nation, tribe, language, and people will hear the good news of Jesus Christ. That's in Revelation 14, 6. Again, Jesus said, and the good news of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that every nation will hear it. And then the end will come. Matthew 24, 14, saints, remember that passage of scripture. I want you to notice what Jesus didn't say. He didn't say the gospel will be preached to the whole world for the second time or the third time. And he didn't say the gospel will be preached to the whole world for a period of 50 or 100 years. Jesus implied that once the gospel is preached to the whole world, then the end will come. In other words, once the whole world hears the gospel, that's it. Jesus is returning. Okay. So I want you to think about that for a moment. That's a bold prediction. And Jesus said that all nations will hear the gospel of his kingdom. Now, due to the benefit of hindsight, most people today shrug this off as no big deal. The gospel is everywhere. That's what people think. They think that the gospel is being preached everywhere, everywhere right now. 
But remember, Jesus made this proclamation in the early first century, almost 2000 years ago. At best, he had several thousand followers at the time. And the overwhelming majority of those followers were Jews living in Israel. Few ever traveled outside of the region. Few Jews I'm talking about. There were no films of his miracles. And the Sermon on the Mount was not on broadcast, okay? We do know that some Greeks in the book of John asked him about Jesus. So, um, word of Jesus certainly traveled, and that's in John 12, 20. But the world was a big place. Certainly the people of China, Japan, North America, South America, and most of Africa had never heard of Jesus at that time. In fact, the people of Israel were totally unaware that entire continents existed, North America, South America, Australia, and Antarctica. These were all unknown places to the disciples. So the idea that a carpenter and some fishermen could spread a message to the ends of the earth was a bold claim. Some would say an impossible claim, yet that's exactly what we see happening today. For hundreds of years after the ministry of Jesus, the word of God could be spread in only two ways. It was by word of mouth and by handwritten messages such as letters. Okay, Christians could share the written word, but they had to copy it by hand. And this was usually an expensive, time-consuming, and labor-intensive process. Not exactly the most, you know, efficient way to reach a mass audience. Yet through the efforts of the apostles, God blessed them to go forth and spread the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ made its way through the surrounding regions of Judea. The perfect example of this early evangelism is exhibited in the life of the apostle Paul. Following his, his conversion on the road to Damascus, Paul took the gospel throughout the northern Mediterranean region, which included Turkey, Greece, and finally Rome itself. But after 1600 years of evangelism, Christianity was largely confined to Europe. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about history here, about how the gospel was being spread. It, it, it went uh, to Europe, uh, Western Asia, and North Africa. Its influence didn't touch every part of the globe at that time. So if Christian evangelists couldn't bring the gospel to every corner of the earth after 1600 years, how could the book of Revelation claim that the gospel will be preached to every nation, tribe, people, and language within the short seven-year period of, of the Great Tribulation? How does the gospel reach so many people in such a short period of time? Now, while we won't know for sure until it actually happens, we can make an educated guess. My best guess is through technology. With modern technology, a single individual can simultaneously preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to billions of people. And let's take my podcast, for instance. My podcast is being aired in 175 countries. Okay, countries I've never heard of. Countries that I probably will never visit. But that's through modern technology. Now, in 1934, Christian evangelists 
Mordecai Ham held a revival meeting in Charlotte, North Carolina. Among the many people who committed their lives to Jesus Christ that day was a teenager named Billy Graham. Now, maybe you've heard of him. Okay. Billy Graham is one of the most famous Christian evangelists in all of history. Now, Mordecai Ham was an effective advocate for Jesus Christ but he could only reach so many people with the gospel. The size of his audience was limited to how many people could fit in a tent revival. Ham could reach his largest audience on radio, but even those radio broadcasts had a limited audience size. So let's broadcast this to Billy Graham's career. Graham's ministry came of age when the era of television exploded on the scene. Millions of people viewed his revival meetings on primetime television and Graham recorded his sermons and crusades. Today, his ministry, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, broadcasts on TV, radio, and the internet. And it's also on YouTube. You can watch hundreds and hundreds of Billy Graham sermons and, and, and sermons that are just as timeless as when they were first preached. And the result is that Billy Graham's sermons, his recorded sermons, will continue to bring people to Jesus Christ until the end of the age. And Billy Graham isn't alone. Now, Paul Crouch founded the Trinity Broadcasting Network, which is also known as TVN, with a single station back in 1973. Today, more than five dozen satellites beam TVN to thousands of television stations all over the world, saints, with programming in dozens and dozens of languages. And TVN continues to expand its reach into new territories. TVN isn't alone either. A number of Christian television networks are available via cable and satellite with signals reaching all over the world. In 1989, Todd Strangberg started what would later become the Rapture Ready website by making weekly postings to internet news groups. In 1995, he repackaged his post as a website featuring just seven articles. Today, the Rapture Ready website hosts more than 30,000 articles and reaches more than, check this out, 400,000 unique visitors per month. And like TBN, Rapture Ready isn't alone. It's just one of thousands of websites with a global audience. And I can in include TD Jakes Ministries again and um, uh, uh, podcasts such as mine, reaching the globe, reaching the nation, or reaching every nation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, as language translation software improves and more and more people connect to the internet, this audience will continue to grow. Now, what's amazing about this is that, like Billy Graham's recorded sermons, and an article written 10 years ago continues to reach people today. Now, in 2008, LifeChurch.tv launched YouVersion. It's a free Bible app featuring more than 600 translations of the Bible in more than 400 languages. And as of today, this particular app has downloaded more than 100 million times. That's a lot. 
Now, as smartphone and e-readers and and mobile device users grow in number, free apps enable the gospel to reach almost everyone on the face of the earth. Now, do you think all of this is more evidence that today is the same as as it's always been? Uh Uh-uh. Things are changing every day. Now, as technology climbs the exponential curve, and you guys has heard you guys heard me mention exponential curve before, the number of methods for transmitting the gospel will increase exponentially. Satellite and cable television programs, websites, podcasts such as mine, mobile apps, physical books, ebooks, movies, email, um, printed materials live gatherings and dozens of other mediums enable the message of Jesus to saturate the globe. Now, as modern technology advances, we'll soon reach the point where every individual has available to them access to the good news of Jesus Christ. And remember in Matthew 24, 14, Jesus says, and then the end will come. So saints, as I conclude this episode, remember I told you it was short. According to Jesus, the preaching of his message throughout the whole world will precede his return. Now, Jesus knew about modern technology. You got to remember, he knew everything because he's the creator of everything. Yet in the first century, the teachings of Jesus were confined to a relatively small number of people in and around Israel. Okay. And much of the earth's land mass was completely unknown to the disciples of Jesus. So the odds of the disciples preaching the gospel of Christ throughout the whole world were quite remote. Okay. Yet 2000 years later, the gospel is preached in every nation. The Bible is translated in thousands of languages and the good news of Jesus Christ is delivered through thousands of ministries via radio, cable TV, satellite, the internet, and countless other technologies of mass communication. So is this the way it's always been? Absolutely not. The truth is our generation is closer to preaching the gospel throughout the whole world than any preceding generation. And according to our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, or Jesus the Christ, That fact alone should grab our attention, saints. And so I have concluded this episode. I made it short for a reason. Um, Just like I explained in this uh, opening episode that next week's closing will be a summary of this entire series. And I will include some information that I hadn't shared because I wanted to shorten um, the series But I'm here to tell you it's going to be mind boggling, mind blowing, and it may last about an hour and a half or maybe, you know, maybe hour, 15 minutes, hour and a half, but it won't be 30 minutes or 20 minutes. And I am here to tell you, I had to pray about it when I was getting the material together and say, Lord, you actually want me to share this? And he said, yes, that's why I chose you to preach and teach because you are not afraid to share the gospel. I want people saved. That's what I want. The reason Jesus saved that one for last, which is the most important prophecy, is that once the gospel is preached in every nation, then the end will come is because he wants everyone to at least have the opportunity to hear it. And once everyone has an opportunity to hear the gospel, which is God's salvation plan, saints, they have a choice to make. Either you will accept 
God's salvation plan or either reject it. But at least you had an opportunity to hear it. Okay. You have an opportunity to hear that no matter what you have done in life, there's nothing so horrible that you could have done in the sight of God, not man. See, man will turn his back on you because you didn't speak to him yesterday. But in God's eyes, you have to remember, he doesn't think like man. He wants all of his creation to be saved. And it's so unfortunate that all of his creation will not be saved because not everybody is accepting Christ. Not everybody will accept Christ, but at least everyone needs the opportunity to hear the gospel. Okay. So saints, for those of you who have not accepted the Messiah as Lord and Savior, he is our redeemer. You can stay on air and you will receive or at least hear an opportunity to accept him the correct way. Okay. Because God's salvation plan is not hard. It is simple found in Romans 10, 9, 10, and you can read verse 11. So saints until next week, when I close out this epic series, peace out. If you don't know the risen Savior, now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. Saints, tomorrow is not promised to you. There will be a time where Jesus Christ will no longer be available to you, and those who call upon the Lord will not be saved. So all you have to do is repeat after me. Go to Romans chapter 10. And we are going to read verses 9 and 10. You can include verse 11 so that it can give you understanding of verse 9 and 10. So saints, God made his salvation plan simple for every man, every walk of life, every ethnicity, every color of skin to come to him and be reconciled to him through the blood of Jesus. So let's say this prayer. In all sincerity, Father God, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. And your word says, if I confess this, that I am saved. So Father God, I believe that Jesus is your son, and he is Lord, and I confess with my mouth that he is seated at your right hand because you raised him from the dead. Amen. Saints, if you made that confession and you were sincere, you should feel a change in your heart. That is the seal of the Holy Spirit and you are sealed unto the day of redemption and no man can take your salvation away from you. So saints, I want you to join a faith-based teaching church. Contact Learning Bible Truth. You can continue to listen to Learning Bible Truth until you find a church home. Contact us and tell us what area you live in and we will conduct a search and tell you what church is teaching Bible Truth and direct you to that church so that you can be baptized. Yes, you are not saved by water baptism. Water baptism is symbolic to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you come up out of that water, you come up as a new man, but you are saved before you get baptized. So saints, I hope that you were sincere. Play this tape for family and friends. Lead men to the risen Christ for salvation. 
because there is no other name given among men by which we must be saved. And that is the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord. hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamla D. That is at dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out.